Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Yeah, it is. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. It's a craft beer podcast. (laughs) It's also a film podcast. And it's out of Chico, California. And we are it. And we are Johnny Summers. And Max Bernardi. And we're fresh. I'll leave it to you to figure out hop cinema. Is that where you're going with that? I'm just feeling fresh. I love it. You know, we really need to embrace the name of this show. I think that's true. Feeling fresh, bro. It's a fresh episode. Yeah, that works. fresh week. It's a fresh start. Uh, We got some good hops to drink. Yeah. Got some cinema. We got everything. We yeah. got everything that is required to make this show the thing that it is. We we've got it. I want to get shirts printed up that say "fresher, hoppier, cinema, cinema, more cinnamony, cinnamonier, <laughs> cinema er." I'd love to get like just in this scenario, we'd buy like discount shirts in mm-hmm. bulk, and we'd be like, "Why are they so cheap?" And they'd show be like, "Fresh hop cinnamon." I'm like, oh, okay, like it was translated by a Japanese company. You That'd ever see like those fun. tattoos? Oh, yeah. And then they get translated, and it's actually like, "I'm a douchebag." Mm-hmm. Those are nice. That'd be great. Yeah, more 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 good comedy bit then i'd actually be pissed if that happened yeah unless we did it on purpose in which case joke is on them yeah fresh or fr- at least it's not on us fresher hoppier <laughs> cinema e er if you know what the proper word is for that you can reach out to us on facebook instagram twitter at fresh hop cinema you can check out our website freshhopcinema.com if you're a beer person mostly you can follow us on untapped if you're a merv mer- you go if you're a what? <laughs> if you're a movie person, if you're a mostly, murderer. You can uh, follow us on Letterboxd. If you're a murderer, just don't follow me home. And if you're a sweet angel saint of a human being, you can support our show for as little as $1 per episode on patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. We give you insight into our wacky minds with bonus content, invites to special events, and all sorts of things in between. And you're 20% more likely to get into heaven. It's not, it's factually true. Yeah. Yep. Or hell. Wherever you want to go, you're more likely to be there with us. If you, either way, you increase your odds. Yep. Uh, now what? Now what? Just want to dive in? Now we start the show. I actually spent a good amount of that time trying to think of a way to incorporate saying you'll float too. I uh, want to tie in the it thing, but I couldn't think of one, so I'm just going to say spoiler, you'll float too, everybody. Spoiler alert for your pun. Yeah, fair enough. It was, we could have worked it in. Maybe. Maybe. I think the moment's passed. Yeah, it's gone now. Uh, this is episode 141. Yep. 100 episodes ago on episode 41, we covered the first film uh, called It. It is a Stephen King novel adaptation. It was also remade from a 1990, I believe. I don't have papers in front of me at the moment, but a miniseries uh, starring Tim Curry. I thought that was a TV, uh, a movie as well. It was a miniseries. Are you sure? Because there was a movie and a miniseries. I'm pretty sure because I remember listening um, to our episode uh, recently when we were going to – our first one. And I was like, I feel like I've read I, I read about it being a, a mini movie series on TV. But I'm not 100%. Maybe by the time we get to the movie today, we can iron that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, Either way, yeah. there's been a bunch of incarnations of this. This is a sequel. Mm-hmm. It is the last chapter, according to the trailers and, uh, well, the movie. Sure. So, yeah. Then the way this show works, it's three parts. First part, we talk about a beer and the movie. Uh, the second part, we talk more about the movie. Third part, we talk more about the movie. Have you done this ever? In, look, the but, first section, we do our first beer, and then we talk about a movie or a beer that is not necessarily featured on the show. Then we take a break. We come back and talk about our movie without spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, Chapter 2 yet, it's only been out about a week. Uh, don't worry about spoilers. Then we take another break, and we come back and we talk about our second and final beer. Uh, then we talk about what's going on with our lives. And then at the very end of the show, we talk about some stuff about the movie that 
you might call spoilers that we didn't want to spoil earlier. It's because they're spoilers. And that's the show. But see, I was just trying to make you look good. Thanks. It worked. <laughs> it did work. Well, let's get to phase one of this three-step process. Yeah. You brought us a beer. You brought I, us two beers today. I did. Uh, what What is it? This is brand spanking new. It is Lagunitas' one hitter uh, of the late summer, early fall. It's a beer called Hazy Memory, and it is in 12-ounce cans for the first time ever. And the internet's down, so we don't have any notes on this. But luckily, yep. we have a can. Uh, Lagunitas always has cool stuff on their cans. So I'm going to read the cool stuff around the top. You're going to read the cool stuff going down the side. Deal? That sounds great, as long as we both know what top and side means. So this is the top. Got it. This, I got you. Same okay. page. Boom. Here we go. Every good boy does fine. Every girl, band, drummers, fantastic. Eager, gremlins, breakdance. Fluidly, make no exception. Mem- memories. You know they really don't do themselves any favors with this print. Cider. I think it says mnemonics. N- neur- neurons. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, man. There's like so. There's all over sort of like on one half of the can. It's blue and purple, sort of. I don't know, like wavy, swirly, wavy, like the opposite of what you want to put a tiny white font on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, really hard to read. Now I will try. The description for this beer. Here it goes. I think this one's even harder. It's right on the tip of your tongue, so close you can taste it. Just back into the left, slightly obscured by less important, but somehow more cherished info like one hit wonders and World Series winners. What does that one say? Idling. Idling for just the right moment for recollection. Usually a week later, just past a four. Oh, four in the morning. (laughs) As clear as a foghorn in the bay, right... In, in your, your ear. ear. Uh, uh, what was it again? Hazy memory is evocative <laughs> of everything we've learned in Hop Forward Brewing, expressed in a glowing, unfiltered voice. Beer speaks, people mumble. God, I hate this beer already. I haven't even opened it. <laughs> You're just it's pissed at so it. Mad. Uh, really quick before we jump in, you mentioned uh, it's their one-hitter series. Yeah. Um, and I don't super know. I know we've done a couple in the past, but could you just... Maybe refresh people on sort of the general idea behind that. Yeah, so it's a beer that they do once a year, usually a very limited run. So it'll only be out for maybe a month or two. A prime example of their one-hitter series is Waldo's Ale, which comes out around 420 every year. And it's really only available for about that month. And then it's gone. They don't make it again till next year, if ever. Some of them have just come and gone. Yeah, Waldo's a pretty mainstay. So is the... um their, uh, I can't think of the beer right now, but it's their uh, High Westified one. Oh, yeah. One that's a one The Willitized one. Yep. What the heck's that beer? What's the stout itself called? Do you know? Uh, there was a High Westified. There was a Willitized. Is it just their stout, though? Like, is there just like a normal stout? It's a barrel aged. They're barrel aged okay. stout. Interesting. Yep. So let's, uh, let's review this on their website and see what it says. So uh, we, uh, you know, it's like, uh, well, hmm. He's not stumbling. That's so, what it says. you know, when you like go somewhere with something for real? to like say and all, and then you get there and then you totally forget. Let me go back to where I was to see if it will come back to me. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So. Wow. That's the description of the beer. That's the worst thing. The beer specifications. Hazy memory. We're going a bit blurry on this nebulous release. Hazy Memory is a cloudy IPA full of oats and smooth, weedy-esque-ishness packed with some of the murkiest, juiciest, turbid Laurel 291, Haller 2 Blanc, Galaxy, and Citra hops. It's a huge flavor that you will not forget. It is 8% 
ABV with 55 IBUs, and it is only available in September of this year. Ah, it feels so strong. That was really, really hard. You just open both cans at once. Yeah, and like you know how when you can't quite get your nail under uh, the can, and it's like ow. It was both of them. Ugh. And I just, look at my fingers right there. I was, I was holding it for the right moment, and I Jeez. blew it. You're so aggressive. Anyways, we get it. Lagunitas, yes, it's a hazy memory. I still would have really liked a nice description. I think there was one in there somewhere. Maybe. But I was so distracted by the weird grammar. Sorry about that, buddy. Just let's not acknowledge it for now. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Oh, that's nice. Is it? So it's 8%, you said, um, which I wouldn't have guessed just going off of it. But I heard somebody once stipulate that it's also called the one-header series because most of them are really high in ABV. Mm -hmm. You might have said that. Yeah. And you just need one. Yep. It's an old expression from people that smoke and or have smoked the the marijuana. Sure. Yeah, that was definitely the one. The one-hitter and quitter. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay, so this is good. Mm-hmm, I like it. It's quite uh, pleasant. It's a little warmer than I would like it to be. Yeah, I was noticing that as well. Uh, a little bit of head left on yours. You're drinking it out of a dirty glass, courtesy of me. Yes. Sorry about I don't understand uh, why that is happening. I mean, I know the science of it. I don't understand what it is, but I don't know how to fix it. Wash your glass. I do wash them. So Better. how? And oh, it's always good to rinse them out. I guess, there's, yeah. There's always dust in the air and stuff. So I give them a def- rinse and I a wipe. I rinse them before we start. I even rinse it and like, like scrub the inside really quick. Did you wipe it? Uh, no. Did you rinse it after you cleaned it? I rinsed it to clean it just now. So I washed it. I bet you it's like soap residue. Oh, cool. So Good. enjoy that. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. This beer is going to totally taste well, what exactly else would it be? Like, like how it what else, should. What else would it be? I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not a micro scientist. In any case, we're going to end up having more out of the can. So maybe we can kind of compare. <laughs> I'm not a small scientist. <laughs> I'm a macro scientist. If I was a scientist, I would be a micro scientist, though. Why? why okay. Sure. It's an interesting color it's like straw ish it's not it doesn't look hazy no i wouldn't have said that which either. is cool because i don't necessarily dig on beers like that all the time but i was expecting it I, well yeah because hazy's in the hazy name beer, yeah and they like really really uh tapped on like the the unfiltered and tons of oats and uh you said another word that i really enjoy but i can't remember it was on their website turbidity 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 yeah yeah i'd love to be able to say it right once. it's nice though Turbidity. 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 It's fun to say. It's really fun to say. You guys Uh, at home, say it along with us. Turbidity. 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 Yeah, send us an email with you saying that over and over, and we'll play it over our track for next week. Turbidity. I'm going to try this for the first time now. Do it. I I like it. It it comes across as nice and crisp. It's very bright tasting. It's really like, it's kind of uplifting when you taste it. It's like, ooh. Okay. Actually, just had that same feeling. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's like partially because it's like Lagunitas, and I don't associate that with them. Yeah. It's usually very heavy. Yeah. And malty. I do get a bit of like weird, um, like farmy grass sort of taste at the end, which I don't love. Some of those hops. It probably is. And it's you. You were very polite. You were like, "It's a little bit warmer." It's it's pretty warmer. It's than way we'd too want. warm. It's way too warm. Yeah. Uh, like, like we've had this out for way too long. Uh, yeah, like probably a half an hour. Yeah, we shouldn't have done long. that. No. But what are you gonna do? I don't know, man. Bring a cooler that I usually bring. That's true. Why did we open both of them if we knew they were too warm? Well, we didn't at the time. My fingers were bleeding, so I was like, I better get this done. I blame your bleeding fingers for this beer. whatever you want. For this beer catastrophe. It's fine. I like this beer. I like it. Like I said, not a lot of Lagunitas beers make you feel like it's very uplifting. Like I took a sip and I was immediately like, ooh, okay, I'm feeling Mm -hmm. perky. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. feeling happy. Uh, It brings to mind like a, a nice crisp apple. 
like biting oh, yeah. into a nice crisp piece of fruit that's like a little tart, a little bitter, a little sweet, and just like it's that feeling of like biting into a nice ripe apple. Just huzzah! Yeah, I mean, there's like a ton of tartness isn't not in like a sour beer sense tartness but there is like a little bite yeah to it mm-hmm. um a bright a bright bite even mm-hmm. um not so much of a burn i wouldn't say there's a bright burn to it but there's a bright bite and i like it i don't love it i like it i'd like it at least 42 percent more if it Colder? was cold of course yeah but as it stands right now it's quite tasty uh, I would definitely be buying more of it. How much was it? These singles, uh, and luckily the nice folks at Spike's Bottle Shop were able to break down a six-pack for me to give me some singles. So nice. shout out to those guys. That was pretty cool. Uh, this was clocking in like two seventy-five for a can. Did they uh, mark it up once they broke up the six-pack? I don't think so. I think they're supposed to do that. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? I don't know a lot. I don't know much. I just know that they charged me that. I gave them cool. monies, and then here we are. I think it's a pretty good price. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to revisit it colder. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands, I like it. I, I don't normally like IPAs this temperature, but I think it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I think when we do take a break, I'm going to take the rest of this and stick it in the fridge. Or freezer. Or freezer. And then maybe sip it and possibly revisit it during our first discussion of it. Because I think you're totally right. It needs to be colder. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's review it as it stands. Is there anything that you don't like? Is there anything you besides being too warm? No, I mean, yeah. But the like that, that aftertaste isn't ideal for me. Okay. Um, it's just a little bit uh, too earthy. I, I think, don't want that. I think the temperature would help with that. Probably. But if anything, it would just, like, I'm torn because, like, yeah, it might it might mask it, but that flavor is still there. Yeah, but so. the coolness might smooth it out. That's true. I think so. Uh, is it sits right now. It's like a 7.5. It's solid. Yeah, okay. Like, I'd give it, like, a solid 7.5. I'd love to. I'm, we're going to drink it again when it's colder mm-hmm. and when we're older. Yeah. Uh, it's a 5 for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I I do think you're probably right about it uh, cooling down. Yeah, and then some of that slipping under the radar. Honestly, it's our mistake here. It's kind of not fair to even rate this beer right now. Well, that's true. So, I'm I don't even care. We could we could we could scratch that rating. Oh, I tried to say it like I was a snake. I don't either. Uh, We're <laughs> and then come back, it. Uh, or we can leave it and then revisit it anyways. Or we could just leave it and say too bad. No, we're not going to do that because right. we respect beer on this podcast. Sure. If we didn't, we'd just start reviewing White Claw. I mean, <laughs> I'm not against it. Uh, that'd be funny for like one episode. We should just like put all of the sparkling waters against each that'd other. That'd be fun, dude. Um, isn't, I thought there's like some uh, seltzer waters that claim to be actual beer. No, no, really? it's like a, yeah, it's like, it's beer. And it's like, bro, shut up. But I think technically it is. Hey, shut up, though, huh? You're yeah, not beer. But, but yeah, shut up. But hey, though, shut up. Well, you uh, be your beer? Shut yeah. up. Yeah, you and Coors Light, shut up. Shush. You know. I'll go ahead and say it. I think White Claw is more of a beer than Coors Light. Ooh. Boom. Fight me. Woo. Fight me, but write me instead. Well, that's actually 100% incorrect. I don't care. The lager is one of the oldest styles. Yeah. It's, but I know. Yeah. But I know. Yeah. But. If now you're defending technicality, then whatever seltzer I'm thinking of, you also have to be like, okay, then your beer as well. I'm just saying, going off feeling. Because they say they're beer. Because they are beer. I don't know. Maybe. It's it's an alcoholic beverage. It's not beer. I I think one of them is made to the specifications to be defined as a beer. Do they fall under the German purity law? No, but does this IPA? No, no, but it at least has all the right ingredients. That's true. I mean, like, does White Claw have hops? I don't know. Does it Probably have not. barley? No. Does it have uh, wheat? What What the fuck is it? Sorry. <laughs> Even in White Claw, <laughs> it's one of life's greatest mysteries. I don't know what's in this. Exactly. Like, 
people are just like, it's like, it's like vodka, but it's not vodka. But it's not. What is in this stuff? Where does the alcohol come from? Why is from? nobody asking this question? Right. I was like, it's so delicious. No laws. <laughs> what is in it? Yeah. It doesn't even tell you. What's going on here? Sorry. Ingredients right on the side there. Got it. Water, alcohol, natural flavors, cane sugar, citric acid, boring stuff, cherry juice, sodium citrate. I guess it's just, where's the alcohol come from though? I don't know. Like, is it toilet wine? I don't think so. Would you care? No. I mean, either. I don't know, man. Uh, Someone needs to tell me it, this. I think it might be like fermented sugar. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like it's like a rum, like a base or like a malt. Like a, It's not like a malt beverage. I, think. I don't know. So, some of them taste like malt beverages. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What's a malt beverage? Like a, like a Four loco, like a flavored malt beverage. They That's have a that. malt. Well, what's like, what's like Mickey's? It's malt liquor. Is there a difference? Yeah. All right. Malt what, liquor? Do I know what the difference is? No. No. Wait, malt liquor versus like malt beer? Malt liquor to me sounds like liquor. Like Mickey's is malt liquor. It is? A 40 of malt liquor. I'm like 90%. That sounds sure. crazy. Yeah, it is. I just drank a tall can of Mickey's the other day. It's beer though. Yeah. Mickey's is beer. But it's malt beer. It's malt liquor. I, I don't see. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the cans say malt liquor. Can we make a mental note to... Uh, chop this part in the episode and also just like release it as a different thing no nope. this is good great talk oh this is great enough to like, be on any no, episode we're gonna keep it on the episode but also just like one week when we don't have bonus content for patreon oh we'll yeah. just use this because this is informative in in the loosest sense of the word it's inquisitive malt liquor in north go. america is beer with high alcohol content wow. legally it often includes any alcoholic beverage with five percent or more alcohol five percent or more that's by all volume them. made with malted barley What's malted barley? I don't know, man. What a weird thing. What's the difference between beer and malt liquor? Yeah. You may have consumed both beer and malt liquor and have noticed a difference in their flavors. Okay. Malt alcohol often contains corn, added sugar, or other substances that increase the alcohol content. Beer contains less alcohol, usually less than 5%. Drink, Bullshit. Yeah. Drinks that exceed <laughs> this are called malt liquor, right. lager, or ale. That's from... That seems wrong. Yeah. That all seems wrong to me. Yeah. What's it from, did you say? I don't remember. Uh, Differencebetween.com. Okay. Yep. Sounds legit. So on Wikipedia, it says malt liquor is a strong lager or ale in which sugar, corn, or other adjuncts are added to the malted barley to boost the total amount of fermentable sugars in the wort. Okay. Giving a boost to the final alcohol concentration without creating a heavier or sweeter taste. All right. Thus, they're not very bitter. Like Colt 45, Old English... Uh, country club, Mickey's, yeah, Mickey's, Cobra. all that stuff. Yep. Cobra, old Cobra, that's not a thing. No. Cobra, old English, yeah. Um, so does beer have malted barley or is it just barley? Why don't I know this? I don't know. Well, because we're not brewers. Yeah, we should. I should know this. We should both know this. Probably. I don't know. We'll look it up on the break. Or I something. feel like such a boss if I was just like, no, this is exactly why. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. We're professionals. Yeah, but we're just two dudes. I guess so. That are semi-pro. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Either way, back to this beer. Sure. I have uh, a hazy memory of what it even tasted like. It's I'll been take, so long. I'll take that transition any yep. day. That was great. Um, so we each gave preliminary ratings, but I think we're going to come back around to it. Upon further review, we will yep. re-adjudicate. But for now, that was Lagunitas, hazy memory. Uh, and we're moving right along into a thing 
we usually have a flick pick here, but we're introducing a new segment. Dun, 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 dun. Love it. Uh, we don't always have a flick pick, but we're not just a movie podcast, as you know. We're uh, clearly a historical malt liquor podcast. Absolutely. We are a White Claw enthusiast podcast. Sure, whatever you want to say. But we do alcoholic beverages in one form or another, and we figured on weeks where we don't have a new movie or if we just have a beer that we're really stoked about, we'll give it its own segment. Yeah, we're calling it... I don't have a name for you. Beer of the Week! Okay, deal. Can you say it one more time? Just so I can sample it without my voice in it? Because I want to use it and make it cool effecty, and I'm going to use it on a trigger one day. Deal. Just give it a shot. What do we call it? Beer of the Week! Okay, welcome to Beer of the Week. Boom! Johnny, you said... There have been some new beers into Chico. There have been some exciting new beers since last Wish Spoke. Uh, I remember briefly on the last episode, I talked about drinking a beer from Modern Times that has hit the stage recently, but I'm going to revisit that and tell you more about why you should go find it Love and it. buy it and drink it. And then we're going to tell you about a brand new brewery that is being distributed in Northern California for the very first time. Not a brand new brewery. Well, newly distributed. brand new to us. Yeah, sure. Yes. A very great brewery. Great. Oh, okay. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's a great no- notion. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah. But anyways, Modern Times came out with a beer a long time ago called Booming Rollers, and that beer is really good. It comes out every summer in a four-pack. It's a fantastic IPA. It's one of my favorite IPAs from them. Every once in a while, they get wild and crazy and take one of their beers, and they double dry hop the shit out of it. Yeah. And then they put it in a much taller can which is a 19.2-ounce can. Stovepipe. So it's just giant. It's a giant, delicious package of beer. And then they ship it all over outside their brewery, which is super exciting because usually stuff like this is brewery only. I have to make phone calls, and the post office gets involved. It's very frustrating. So for this to be able to be purchased by just driving down the street and getting it, and I haven't seen it for more than like $5 a can. That's awesome. Which is crazy pants for a consumer. It's one of the best beers on any shelf in any store right now, and I fully endorse it, and I think you're smoking all of the crack if you haven't drank it already. So double dry hop booming rollers from Modern Times. It's in a giant 19.2-ounce blue can. You can't miss it. Yeah, I mean... How does it, if I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, because I've only had it the one time that you gave it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, How is it different uh, taste-wise from the original? It's just so much more. It's like they took the original and turned it up to 11. There's just more of everything. There's more body. There's more hops. There's more flavor. It smells better and just more pungent. It's just all around extra. And it's so fantastic. How about uh, ABV-wise? Do you know the original? It's like a six something? I don't remember. It's like between six and eight, and then this one's just a little bit higher, I think. I thought it, I thought I remember thinking it was a lot higher. Not a lot, like like a point or two, but... I don't remember. This one makes it into the eight, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure, too. But for me, it doesn't like super yeah. matter. It's yeah. just so good. Yeah. Uh, and the rare factor is there. Like It's just unbelievable that a 19.2 of this caliber is sitting on a shelf for five bucks. Yeah, totally. So, Double dry hopped, booming rollers, modern times. Get it, get it, get it. That's one of my beers of the week. Yeah. Well, that's my beer of the week. And sure. together we have a brewery of the week. Agreed. Um, yeah, it's a new one. So uh, they've been coming up a lot recently in our show. They have. Uh, one you... time I got mad at them for way too much sediment. You called them out. Well, maybe it was just a dirty glass. Like a really dirty glass on my end. You never know at this point. There was sediment no, in your glass? There is no. Uh, and then the other time is when I came back from Portland and dropped uh, a four pack of their beer off for Johnny's birthday on his doorstep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Great Notion. They're out of Portland. That's right. And they just hit distro. Mm-hmm. Never before. Never before seen in this land of Chico. 
Um, I kind of want to find out. You don't happen to know uh, any of the beers that showed up. Do you? Off the yes, top of your head? the three that. Ooh, I can't remember the third one. But sorry, give me a couple. Two of them are Juice Junior, and an IPA that they collaborated with a shop up in Seattle. Oh, and it's called Chuck's. Chucks. Oh, what's the second word in the brewery? Help, um, uh, uh, notion. Chuck's notion. Chuck's notion. Okay, sure. Good grief, my brain just said. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Uh, Chuck's notion is uh, like a straight up West Coast IPA that they did, and then Juice Junior is like a, a like a less ABV, I believe, version of their their juice box. Sure, uh, but they're both really good. One's a hazy, and then one's like a, a super West Coast, and the other one I believe was like a single hop. Just very straightforward. The other two, besides Juice Jr., were very West Coast. Gotcha. And uh, everywhere, not everywhere, but uh, quite a few places around, I've seen those cans. And they're a bit more spendy than the last one we talked about. Uh, everywhere I've seen, they're around the $7 range for, sounds, a, six, yeah, for a 16 ounce can. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where if you've never had the opportunity to try these beers, because uh, we're pretty spoiled. I know you and I travel a lot, Max, and we've actually been able to get up to the brewery several times. Oh, yeah. Just once for me. Yeah, but yes. I mean, you brought me back beer. Like, yeah, I did. I didn't, I've only been there three or four times, but like it shows up at my house because Max is awesome. Yeah, dude. So if you don't have the privilege of getting up there, you can drive down the street to your local bottle shop yep. and get this now, yep. which is really cool. Uh, something that's never been available outside the brewery. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you follow, you know, beer groups on the Facebooks and stuff, CBE, what have you, you've seen it. Uh, and if you haven't tried it, you should because it's really cool and it's a rare thing. How about Superstar? Does that ring a bell? It might have been. That looks like one. I'm, I'm trying to scour the internet here. Check on like CBE. That's what I'm on. Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, I mean my very is, secret beer Intel boards is the font orange. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, so I don't, I can't really tell what it is, but we could look it up. But it's, uh, I think that one. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's great when they had like there's just pictures of giant cases showing up, and mm-hmm. it's so cool to see that brewery branching out. It is there because there's op- the demand for it. Yeah, for sure. and they opened a second facility to increase production. Oh, that's cool. So it was kind of just a matter of time before hopefully you know we saw it, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, hopefully this is a segue into them releasing more stuff around here, and hopefully like seeing some of it on draft. Yeah. Because like this market doesn't get a lot of the cool stuff. A lot of it ends up in the Sacramento. Bay Area or Sacramento. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting some love from a brewery like that is pretty cool. Keep your eyes peeled. I see good things coming south from the land of port. Indeed. Uh, okay. That's been Beer of the Week. That's been Beer of the Week. Week, week, week. <laughs> we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about It Chapter 2 with no spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry about it. You will not be spoiled or scared. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Wait. If you're really hungry and really tired and in need of a drink after sitting through a three-hour movie about a demonic clown, you know where you should go? The Handlebar, right here in Chico, California. That is right, my friend. The Handlebar is a wonderful craft beer bar and restaurant. They're open seven days a week, and for all seven of those days, they have a happy hour from 2 to 6 p.m., wherein you can get a dollar off all their draft beers. They have awesome beers, awesome food. They're a full bar also. Go on, check them out. They're at 2070 East 20th Street right here in Chico. Again, that's the handlebar. That four-hour happy hour seems shorter than this three-hour movie, so check it out. If it isn't dead, 
If it ever comes back, we'll come back to We didn't stop it. Pennywise. The clown. <laughs> we can't let it happen again. Twenty-seven long years after the events of It Chapter One comes It Chapter Two, a story about a group of friends that call themselves the Losers Club that have had to fight a clown named Pennywise who haunts a town by climbing into the sewers and stealing children. What do they call themselves again? The Losers Club. Wait, what was that? One more time. The Losers Club. They didn't say that a hundred times in the movie, so I wasn't sure. We'll get into this. Uh, okay, so if you know nothing about this film, which is unlikely because it's had a huge advertising budget, it made a killing its opening weekend and is looking to do the same uh, the second weekend in a row. Uh, it came out on September 6, 2019. It runs two hours and 49 minutes long. It's rated R. It's a, it's a horror movie. There's a lot of um, horror type stuff. There's some language things. I think that's why it's rated R. There's some gore. Um, as of September 12th, it's made uh, just over $110 million. It stars, <clears throat> here we go, Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan. Say it again. Mustafa. <laughs> James Ransone. And there's a ton of people. Andy Bean, Bill Skarsgård is reprising his role as Pennywise the Clown. Um, and then you have all of the kids from the first It film also doing their thing here. We get some flashbacks. We get some um, things that happen that we didn't see on screen and how that all ties in. Uh, we get a love story. We get a lot of CGI. We get... A lot of exposition. We get Native American mysticism. We get uh, what else do we get? Lots of CGI. Did I say that? I don't do. know. Yeah, there is that though. Yeah. So really quickly, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we covered it chapter one, which is not what it was called at the time on episode forty-one of this podcast. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go back and listen. Um, but the the Cliff Notes version is that Johnny gave it uh, a four out of ten. I gave it an eight point two. Uh, neither of us remember feeling those ways about that movie. So let's dive in. Yeah. Johnny, when did you see this? Uh, what was your screening like? What was your experience with the movie like? Positives, negatives, whatever you want to do. Uh, let's see. I saw this Tuesday afternoon at a three o'clock showing. There was a probably 10 or 11 year old child, three seats down from me, that wouldn't stop talking the whole time. Yeah. Even when I started answering his questions to his sister who was sitting next to him from you know three seats away. Sure. Uh, so that was pretty annoying, but- 
it was fine. I mean, the the viewing was fine. It was ignorably kind of loud, yeah, but okay. it was not so loud that it ruined the movie for me. Yeah. Um, honestly, the movie did a good job of that all by itself. So It Chapter 2 is a movie. It's a follow-up. It's a sequel. All these kids are now older, and uh, they're called back to I feel like you're Gary. literally just repeating everything I just yeah. said. <laughs> no, like the whole idea is that it's just them older kind of having to go back and figure this this out and stop it from happening. Yeah, because they made a pact in the first one. If this clown ever comes back, we're all going to come back to yeah. defeat him. And like you've said while we were not recording, like they make a pretty good job of demonstrating why maybe this town isn't worth saving. Like a lot of the people here aren't that great. Mm. Um, so for me, this is a horror movie. I want a few things out of a horror movie. I want to either be scared, shocked, made to feel suspense, or have my heart rate raised in some way. But first and foremost, I want to be entertained. Okay. Uh, the entertainment can come from a combination of one to, you know, from one to all of those things that I just listed. But at least one of them has to be present enough to simply entertain me. And for the love of God, for a three-hour movie, there wasn't nearly enough of any one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie fell super, super flat for me in almost every way. There was... A lot of overacting, over narration, uh, super predictable jump scares, almost the jump scares. formulaic jump scares. Like, it's your turn to have a flashback, and mm. at the end, there's going to be a jump scare. Yeah. And by the fifth person, you're like, okay, this is his flashback, and there's a jump scare. It's so ridiculously bad in its writing, uh, in its conception. They fall back on some super overplayed horror tropes of just like having one person have a plan and over narrate to everyone, the plan and everyone just goes along blindly and doesn't ask any questions. And it's just, you know, the first one I remember not loving, but at least it was original, didn't Mm. rely on jump scares and had some elements of suspense. And there was just this creepiness to it. Uh, Partially that could be because of the originality of it. We'd never seen it. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what the clown looked like. There was this new shininess to it, which is not present when you see chapter two. So the originality is not there. The initial spark is gone. And I think with it is all of the things that made the first movie even remotely watchable. And I feel the only thing driving this film right now are strong advertising and momentum from the first movie as well as Stranger Things. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, like you see, like, well, I saw one on Jimmy Kimmel today that was like, Go like here. Here's our in-house movie reviewer who's is like not that. And that's the joke. But yeah. reviewing the number one movie in America, and I feel like there's a lot of things out there about this movie being like the number one movie, the scariest movie of a generation. It's like it's not for one, but also like every time a movie comes out that's a big blockbuster like this, there's the budget to push that kind of advertising, mm-hmm. and it's very misleading. Oh yeah, a um, couple of things that you said that I wanted to touch on, uh, and then I'll get into my own thing. Although I'm probably just gonna start blending them here. Bring it. Um, like, I'm right there with you. If, you. if you have a horror movie, you need, especially one this long, with this much lore behind it. Mm-hmm. Stephen King novels are famous or infamous, depending on who you ask, for just, like, having this huge catalog of backstory and everything. Like, Derry is a town that comes up in a lot of his work. And um, so the, the desire to incorporate that into a movie, I understand. It makes total sense. Um, it's just, like you're saying, like, you want to be – I would have said it, instead of want to be entertained, I want to at least be scared. Yeah. And this doesn't really scare me. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason is kind of jumping between the first movie and this one is that you really get to know Pennywise and you get to know the characters. And Pennywise is all about like as a villain is it's the fear. 
it's the fear of, of your own lives or your insecurities or whatever it might be. And he exploits them to, to lure you in basically. And we spend a lot of time with the characters in the first movie, understanding what they're afraid of. Like, um, I think it's Richie that is, um, what's the word for when you're afraid of getting sick or injured or hypochondriac. he's a hypochondriac. He's always thinks he's sick. Um, Bev deals with, um, the uh, child abuse at home, um, which translates into her later life. So like that stuff is very tangible mm-hmm. and it would make sense why that would affect, especially children. And I think part of the mistranslation in this new one is like, you're dealing with adults. And like you said, like they all leave and they have, re- well, I wouldn't really say functional lives, most of them, but they have lives mm-hmm. and they don't really have a reason to come back. So the whole impetus for them coming back is like, we made a promise. Look at the scar on our hand. And, and it's they, like, okay, I get that. And not remembering kind is a, an important thing sure. with that too. Right. So they've, that's the thing. Yeah. The, I think it said it in the trailer, like the farther they get from dairy, the, the more they forget what happened. Yeah. And that's part of its, um, powers, I guess. Probably. It's not super explained, which is surprising because so much of it is, yeah. uh, too much probably. Yeah. So they just feel like they just have to go back and do this for whatever reason. Right. It's so like, and as an audience person, I don't buy it. Like, especially because the movie starts off by setting us up with, there's like a car, it's the festival. It happens every year. And then every 27 years it comes back, but there's this really, really tough to watch scene in the beginning of, uh, these two guys, um, who are dating and one of them grew up there and one did not. And then they like get jumped by these towny type people like beaten profusely, really, really, really bad. Like it was a very violent, like hate crime. And it went on for a while. Like we're talking like getting kicked in the face while you're on the ground, spurting like blood, blood everywhere. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that works for a lot of reasons. Like gritty horror can work, but this movie doesn't even follow that. It doesn't really, it's like the one time that there's actual real violence. Yeah. Um, and by real, I mean um, uh, like real world violence. There's plenty of violence, but grounded in real, like people fighting people, hard to watch, um, especially with the motivation. It felt so out of place. Yeah. Yeah. But all that to say, like all of the people we ever meet from Derry are garbage people. They're like the worst, like all the parents from the first movie, all of the, I think can they have one person that's redeemable that is not in our group of friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are these people going back to save the people from being uh, eaten by this clown? I guess you could say it's because it's the kids, but even in the first movie, the kids are also terrible yeah. with the exception of the people that we like. Yeah. I, I mean, know. they want to push this narrative of like this good versus evil thing and like the sense of duty. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It just seems kind of, yeah. So I think that's, that's one of my thoughts. I don't really buy into the whole reason that I don't buy the, the, the origin of the quest, which is a huge part of this movie. Like you said, there's a narrator basically that's like, you have to come back for this reason. I have a plan, follow the plan and basically like spelling it out for us. Yeah. Oh, and th- sorry to cut you no, off. And they established very early that without any clarity that if they all don't go back, I don't get that either. They'll yeah. all die. Like yeah. if all of them yeah. don't go, if one of them stays behind, they're all going to, it's like, how do you, did you get a rule book? Is right. this final destination? Like what's going on here? Excuse me. Yeah. And that is like, that's part of the problem too. It's like, cause there's sometimes we're supposed to just be like, okay, those are the rules. But then like a good portion of the movie is them explaining the rules. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're going to explain a little, explain all of it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to go along with stuff that definitely doesn't make sense just to be explained stuff that also doesn't make sense, but I have to agree with. Um, so that was strange. Yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff with this movie. Did you find any problems with like the writing or? Yeah, all of it. All, um, all of it. I mean, they're, they're trying to tie in so many threads. Like, like I mentioned in the ad libbed summary that I gave, like there's, there's sort of this unrequited love story that gets established in the first one that really doesn't matter much. Um, and they really try to thread that needle hard a lot. And it, it, it didn't work for me. Um, and I can, that's a great spoiler talk that we'll get into later, but, um, a lot of the dialogue was bad. I really hate 
especially it seems to come up in horror movies a lot with with a really exposition heavy great example like a narrator here it's um it's one of the characters that that calls them all back it's like i don't know it just feels like they didn't do any of the legwork for yeah. for the uh for the myth of pennywise and then so it would lazy. just kind of get it rammed down our throats here by way of this dude living in like a library being like look i read these books now holds the book up to the screen and is like now you can know and there's like this weird like drug scene. There's so many different things here, and none of it's consistent thematically or tonally. It's all very weird. Don't even get me started. Actually, do get me started. Now's the time and place, I suppose. But like the CGI monster stuff that happens. It's so bad. It felt really not scary, certainly. It's silly. Silly. Joke like, almost yeah. mocking. Like, With the exception of the jump scares, which biologically I can't avoid getting scared. Like if something catches me off guard, I'm gonna jump a little bit. Yeah, but the thing is they were all so telegraphed. Yes. It's like a right hook in slow motion. Yeah. You just take a slow step mm-hmm. back and watch it whiz by. Yeah. Like, uh, granted, yeah. there were a, like I saw most of them coming. There were a couple that caught me, and those are the only times in the movie I felt actually scared. Just a, but I would say startled. Startled, sure. Yeah. S- but there's a huge difference between startled and scared. Agreed. Did this movie entertain you? Not. I mean, I it's I actually had similar feelings to this as I did the first one. I was invested and at least on board for the first maybe half, and then it just starts to unravel. Um, it does kind of what the first one does, which is sort of turn into a haunted house movie. Um, in some cases, literally there is a haunted house sequence here or like a fun house mm-hmm. that gets haunted. Um, and then they like go into this haunted house and then they go further down and which we've already been to. And they're like, Oh, we're down at the well. Now what? It's like, we can go even deeper. And then just like more and more of the same stuff. Um, and it just gets old. It doesn't scare me. And it stopped entertaining me pretty early on too. Yeah. So I don't know. Impossibly no. long. Yeah. This movie could have been two hours long. We were saying uh, on a break that like, if you're going to be this long, you certainly have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the the trick here is like, again, with the catalog of work, there's enough there probably to justify it, but there isn't the setup. There wasn't the setup in the first movie. Certainly not enough here to really care about that much. Mm-hmm. So no, uh, did not entertain me. I did not like this movie. Uh, certainly wouldn't watch it again. Um, and yeah, I, th- no, no, even some of the actors is like, I don't know. Bill Hader was great. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed him. I think he was given some bad lines at some points, but yeah. I almost said for the most part, but I don't think that's true. For some of it, I think he was very funny, which is what he was supposed to be. And that was nice. Yeah. That's it. I thought James McAvoy was terrible. He's always hit or miss for me. Yeah. I thought he was okay for some of this, but. But we'll get into, we'll get into it, it in the danger zone, why I didn't like it specifically. But yes. yeah, man. Well. Uh, let's rate this sucker and uh, let's get to our second and final beer. Okay, that sounds good. What do you got? It's going to be a two for me. That's a two for me as well. I really dislike this movie. I will never seek it out. If it's on, I will probably find something else to yeah, watch. Yeah. Um, it was overacted. I mean, you just heard me gripe about it for way too long, and I don't want to gripe about it I think anymore. That was good. But well, well, see, that's the problem. I got to touch on that a little bit. Was it overacted or overwritten? Mm, that's some, it might be both. I yeah, I think in spots there was both. Um, I think the over, the overly dramatic writing led to mm-hmm. almost cheesy acting. Yeah, where like the the script that they were given, there was no way to act it out in a way that let them like act right. well. Yeah, it was just a bummer, man. Like this movie had potential. Mm-hmm. Cut an hour out of it. Cut out so much of the dumb stuff that doesn't matter. Make it, it cohesive. Matter. Yeah, give it a feel front to back. Spend less time on on like the CGI monster effects. I think. Yes, 
What a weird thing. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and we'll get into specifics yeah. in the danger zone about the annoying things that they did or didn't do. Yeah. But yeah, it's a two for me. It's a two for Max. Uh, this movie's a stinker. Neither of us <laughs> understand why it's the number one movie in America. I understand exactly why it is. I guarantee. it has money. I guarantee nobody's seen it twice. Oh, no, for sure. Well, I don't know. Whatever kids are buying those Hot Topic shirts that say the Losers Club, they just they just see the commercials like, oh, it's my favorite movie. Oh, it doesn't matter. They don't know. They don't care. It's Let fine. them watch it. But yeah, most people probably not. I mean, yeah. So anyways, let's- it's chapter uh, two. It's chapter two. Let's put it- to bed Fair and enough. jump to our second beer because beer makes us happy. And we'll talk about ourselves a little bit. And then after that, we're going to get into it. Chapter two with spoilers. So stick around. We'll be right back. Danger zone. Oh, it's a dangerous zone. Uh, we got those, those, uh, we call that. What would you call that sound? The clickety clack, clank, clank, snap. At the same time is what we did. Of a fresh hop can, oh, not Coca Cola. Or Bliss. Or not Bliss. Not a can of Bliss either. No, it's a can of clown. Which is something we also did. Shoes. Shoes. Last, uh, last time we did it, episode 41, if you want to hear it, go check it out. Mm-hmm. It's still there because we pay to keep it there. So mm-hmm. uh, we did clown shoes that time also. And I'm trying to remember. Doesn't it, matter. I think you'll think of it though. It's the dude that kind of looks like a crawdad. He's got like a like a lobster. Oh yeah, it was face. a red ale. Yeah, it was that, like an imperial. Remember, red and ale. it was like way expired. Um, we did that. Trust me, we yeah, did maybe. it on the show, and it was like dirt. I think we did clown juice twice now. It was once in that for the shining. So yeah, the shining was uh, stout. It was the one with the unicorn on it, like the black unicorn. It was like very angry beast. I I'll believe. take your word for it. Yep. I can't remember, but okay. So anyways, Any clown shoes again. Hoodle. I say stick with it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good word. I, I made it up, but I like it. All right, we are rocking. Don't fear the blender. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a drink that Johnny can't have too much of because it has some lactose in it, and he yeah. does not do well when his body gets that inside of it. So. I got it because the labels so gosh darn cool. Uh, it is the Grim Reaper holding a sickle and a blender. Is it a sickle or a scythe? Weird question, right? I don't know. It's a sickle. All right, I don't know. Wait, it's a scythe. Sickle is handheld. Scythe is ah, two hands. Yeah, you're right. I'm right. We're both. I right. have a scythe. You have a scythe or a sickle? I have one of those, the, the big ones. ones. Okay. Which is Oh, it? yeah, you do. You do. Which I've is it? it? Is it it's a, a sickle? It's a scythe. I actually have one of each. Two of each. One of each. A big one and two little in ones. In your dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's my sex dungeon. Love it. Good it's fine. What? <laughs> Nothing. The heads are dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sickle dildo you. Uh, Stop, I'm sickle this. Sickle <laughs> this. It's a weird start. Oh, man. Anyhow. Wow. What we're drinking is from Clown Shoes Brewing. I don't remember where they're from. Do you? Come on, man. No, that's not before. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, All right. That's a note type thing. Yeah, it's fine. I was just wondering if you remember. I know where Clown Shoes is, yeah. and I'll tell you in just a second after you pour beers. Totally. So this beer is called Don't Fear the Blender Number 2. Assuming they've done this before, it's appropriate because we're doing It Chapter 2. This beer is a fruit smoothie IPA with strawberry and raspberry puree. Can I just say that's like if I, if you showed me that can and you'd be like, what kind of beer do you think this is? That's probably the last thing I would have guessed. Yeah. This is clocking in at 7% alcohol and it is claw canned by Clown Shoes Brewing out of Boston, Boston Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Yep. which Max knew, obviously. I was, was going to let you say it first. Yeah, he was just letting me sound important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gosh darn it, that's what I appreciate about him. Mm-hmm. So. This beer sounds ridiculous. I don't know why I just poured myself that much. That's well. Here you go. You can that's, have that. But that's like two ounces, man. You're not gonna die from that. I might die from that. You'll be fine. I'm gonna have a little tasticle. All right. All right. <laughs> it's funnier than I thought it was. 
at first. Your glass is dirty. Oh my god, this right, smells. You just smelled it. What do you got? So bad. It smells like somebody threw up in the glass. It's very. Uh, oh my god. There's a lot of lot of lot of nose on that. Oh, it smells like bile. Mm-hmm. You're gonna try it anyways, I assume. You're basically Dude. drinking it with your nose. It almost went into your nostril. Wow. Nostril. Um. So this smells like something I would never put in my body. But what do you think of this? You just had a sip. It's not. It's not. Um, Okay, so it actually does taste more like fruit puree. It doesn't taste like a uh, like an artificial fruit. It tastes like um, you know when you like maybe you never did this, but I would like what the fuck, you man! Ever, you ever try to turn an apple juice or an apple into apple juice? All right, you're being extreme. No, that's awful. It's not that bad. Are you kidding me? So maybe you've never done this. You try to actually crush up a fruit, and you think it'll be the juice that you buy, but it's not. It's because it's that's not what the juice is. No. The juice is like sugar Bro, and other stuff. I had a juicer. This tastes like uh, blended strawberries a bit mm. with beer and other stuff, which I don't think is necessarily a good pairing. It's really bitter on the back end and like funky and ugh. Yeah, it's definitely strange. Um, the IPA factor, the the bitterness paired with the what is trying to be very sweet of raspberry and strawberry is a weird, weird, weird thing. Um, and I don't think it's good. I don't think it's even close to what you're doing, but it's uh, not not great. I am struggling to find if it's even good. I got to take one more drink. This is downright icky, icky, no, no, nana, boo, boo. So don't want to drink you've it. Set yours aside. Yeah. You've had one sip. I don't, I've had three. Oh, did you really take that? Yeah. You were, you were, you were engaged. Maybe. It's fine. Okay. Well, good. Never mind then. I've revisited and revisited again and nothing about this beer is pleasant. The smell, the taste, you just scowled for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, it's rough. It's, it's uh, such a weird flavor combo. Uh, man, I wish because I've seen like strawberry adjunct beers, but they're often like Kolsch's or something very light and not abrasive in terms of hop flavor. It's real and, heavy, and on the, the hops. combo of those two is just weird. I I'm right there with you. I don't think this is any good. No. Uh, yeah, like get a big mouthful of that, swish it around a little. Let's just get the full flavor in that mouth of yours there. Let uh, it really saturate the pores and the the taste buds. I mean, I've just said that I don't like it either, so I will if you will. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't right. think there's a sense to this. I don't think we should do it at the same time, but I'm right after you. Uh, you've taken a mouthful, a swish. Is it better or worse? Maybe it's better. I don't know. That actually made it a little bit better. Yeah, it's so weird, man. That like, like you almost have to. Bitiness like, from the hop is so strange. You have to like quaff this hard. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't. It's not good though. No. Ah, it's so weird because there's flavors like I'm picking out. It's almost like my mouth is is not allowing me to take it in as one flavor it's like well here's some strawberries here's some fruit and then here's some hops and there's like beer but you've just eaten a strawberry it's very strange this is a unique experience at the very least which i enjoy it is and it's it's, it's a unique flavor um the thing is with this beer like they're not kidding around when they say ipa like a lot of times you hear milkshake ipa smoothie ipa it's like oh it's just gonna be real sweet and there's gonna be a little bit of hops in there (laughs) we can call it an ipa it's gonna be fun it's a novelty. No, this is like a legit IPA mm-hmm. that's like hoppy as hell. It's also pretty malty. And super malty. And they pureed strawberries and raspberries. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, surprise. This is in like a – it's like if you pureed strawberries and just dumped it in Pliny the Elder. Uh, It'd dude, be I would very weird. Like, like I think Pliny's too bright. Or but something, something like that. Something like, heavier. Yeah. Like a Lagunitas IPA. Maybe. Yeah, like a, like a straight up just – 
original Lagunitas IPA? Yeah, I said that. I'm not quite sold. Or like a double closer. IPA of some sort, like a torpedo, maybe. Yeah. Like if you we don't. Oh, you got a little bit left. Like it's it's not a it's not a bright looking IPA. It's like it's an off brown. It's murky. It's a very it's murky off like, brown. It's like off brown slash bordering like burnt orange. Quotable moments from Young Maxwell. This yeah. beer is off brown. So I need a producer just to like sample that stuff. Off brown, but it is. It you is. Know? This beer is a mess. Um, it's just. It's a smattering together of two worlds that I don't think it works for me, man. No, I don't. I don't think it works as a concept, and it probably doesn't work for anybody. I'd like to, if we had internet, I would have had this info. But like, um, like the aggregate rating on you can do it, yeah. On like any of the things on Rate Beer, Beer Advocate, Untapped, I'd take any of those numbers. But I am afraid people are going to be like, it's amazing, it's innovative in the scene, and I don't know. Untapped's got like a three point eight out of five. Right? Out of five, um, it seems high to me. Yeah, it seems pretty high. Yeah. It's the equivalent of like a seven something. Yeah. And see, like, Six. Beer Advocate has like a four and a half star, but there's only like 13 people reviewing yeah, dude. it. I wonder how limited this beer is. Hopefully very. Um, We didn't say this. Not that it matters. I guess it was it was canned in late, uh, late June. So a couple, couple, two and a half months. That should be fine. Yeah. Just want to get another look at this. Oh, he's filling his glass most of the way back up. You're a brave man. All right, let's rate this beer, and we can uh, we can continue evaluating it if you like. Do you do you have more to say? I'm not sure yet. I okay. don't think so. All right. Yeah, I, I'm bummed. Like I, I wish that either the taste or the smell at least would be like, oh, this is worthwhile. But there's nothing, there's nothing that repulses me like it does you. But um, there's nothing like, wow, that's really cool. I see where they were going. Like if I were brewing this beer and I smelled it, I'd be like, maybe we don't, maybe we don't do this batch. Maybe we fix it. Like yeah, let's... like fix it or just dump it. I don't know. Do something different. But I'm, I'm ready to rate it if you are. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my least memorable or enjoyable beers that I I've had. I think it's going to be memorable. It's memorable, but not for anything you want it to be. This this is like a, a 1.2. There, I mean, there's no reason to drink this again. There's no reason to look at this again. There's, no, probably not. No. Uh, so it's fitting for the movie. <laughs> hey, yeah. Look at all these tie-ins. Yeah. Um, I established a couple episodes ago, and probably before that even, that my bar for I don't want to drink this anymore, I think is about a two. Yeah. And I'm not there with this. I'm at about a three. So you're gonna finish the can. I'll probably drink that. I'm not about the can. I don't know. Because I still got this gym. But I'll probably finish my glass. But it's yeah, it's not um I would certainly not buy it again. It's not gross to me though. It's just really weird mm. and kind of funky. Um and that's fine. But it's a three. It's not a good beer. It's a thumbs hard down. Yep. To the ground. Uh okay. Johnny, tie us back in. What's the brewery? What's the beer? Yeah, so and just again, in case people want to try it, where can they find it? How much uh, is it? It's around town, and it was like like under five bucks for the sixteen ounce can. Sounds right. You can find it anywhere that nice craft beers are sold. Uh, that is once again, don't fear the blender number two from Clown Shoes Brewing out of Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. So bringing it back into chapter two. Nope. What's nope. got you? Uh, what's got you hot about this week? Well, maybe I read the second chapter or something. And it's Did you? No. <laughs> Uh, no. I, let me let me just uh, throw you a, a little uh, a little life ring here. You did finish in a sense a second chapter again in a sense of a thing that you've been watching. Yes, uh, my battle to watch Euphoria mm-hmm. has been long documented on this podcast. You no, know, to finish Euphoria. Do you know how long it took you to watch the last episode of The Office because that shows really good yeah and sure. you didn't want it to yeah, end i understand kind of the same feeling like one of the best written dramas that i've seen in years hbo hbo yeah uh euphoria 
starring Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. She's amazing in this. Absolutely amazing. Uh, but yeah, I took a long time because I didn't want it to be done. And I'm probably going to watch the whole series over again because, quite frankly, I think it's worthy of it. In my opinion, this is going to win some awards. I don't know if HBO stuff is like available or nomin- can be nominated for, for Emmys. They cannot. Why? Because they're not on TV. Uh, but Netflix can win Emmys. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. I should say that before I start Well, talking. no, because Game of Thrones is one shit. Emmys? I think. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, it's worthy of that, if you ask me. So I finished it. I was really happy with the way the season ended. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it my 100% stamp of approval. Okay. Uh, it is a visceral and biting look into life as a teenager in the year 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be dealing with really really deep dark drug addiction yeah they tackle you know like i love it yeah yeah yeah. oh tell me more johnny uh no yeah Yeah. no i mean all of this stuff like every facet of reality that we live in seen through the eyes of someone in high school Mm -hmm. and it's a really really fascinating and insightful look into sexuality drug abuse um violence hate crimes like pregnancy all these things, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with high school, dreams being shattered, but through this lens of this main character, Zendaya, that's deeply addicted to drugs and has this super crazy outlook on life and just the circle of people around her. And it's um, it's absolutely remarkable. One of the best things I've watched in a while. And if you have HBO and you have a strong will to not be super bummed out by things you watch, mm-hmm. that was kind of a reason I had to pump the brakes on it, too. Okay. Like, It'll kind of bum you out if you binge it. So I would say maybe spread it out a little bit uh, so it's in more digestible chunks. But the writing's amazing. The visuals are beautiful. There's some really great camera work and cinematography in this show. So yeah. it'll tickle those like film junkie nerds. And also the soundtrack's tremendous. Sure. Some of the music. I'm picturing like futuristic techno kind of stuff. No, just no. Ev- everything from stuff like that to like the right acoustic folk song at the right time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, man. It was a little bit of everything. And it was funny because there's episodes that are kind of from different perspectives of different characters in this universe. And it's crazy how they all intertwine. I just think it was a fantastically produced and written show. So it's one of those things that reminds me why I do stuff like this podcast Mm -hmm. and like why we're always consuming entertainment and like trying things we're always watching shitty movies and sitting through shitty series drinking and like shitty beers drinking shitty beers and like you know there's gonna be a gem in, yeah, totally. in all of that just chuff mm-hmm. there's gonna be something beautiful hidden in there every once in a while and and for me the show was that nice so, dude i can't recommend it enough you should watch it i want to jump in too i will um I have rediscovered, and I don't really, I haven't been watching a whole lot of stuff but since we're on the topic i just wanted to say that my love for the show new girl was reinvigorated about three weeks before my bachelor party. Okay. Um, doesn't matter why, but it, I love it. And if you haven't watched new girl, it's on Netflix and it's ever watched. It. You got to watch it. It's yeah. very, and like, I think as opposed to the office where I, for a long time told you to watch it. And I was like, you need to watch like five or six episodes. You need to like get invested in the characters. New girl is almost the opposite in that you sort of understand what everybody is from the beginning and you either like it or you don't. Um, and I love it. Okay. Um, and it's really about the casting and the the characters themselves. And I think if you can get into that and you like the format of the show, uh, it's so great. Um, so watch New Girl if you haven't. Okay. But what else is up with you, man? 
You know that uh, that switching jobs that's been fun. You haven't said that on this episode. Oh yet. yeah, that we was, did that on, that on Patreon. Uh, on Patreon, yeah, yeah. I'm getting away from the beer industry for a while. I took a job in the coffee industry. Uh, more t- details on that to come for the wide world sure. of public. Yeah, uh, the one, wide world of world. Yeah, once I start that job, I'll I'll let you know what's up. But yeah, I'm I'm getting into the coffee industry, getting out of the beer game for a little bit. Still be drinking beers all the time, and probably uh, more. Quite frankly, being out of the industry will more than likely reignite a passion mm-hmm. that I haven't been able to indulge, just because like it's your. Work. I don't know. Do you enjoy playing music? No, I don't enjoy listening to music anymore. I hate music. Yeah, I hate people and I hate the world. Yep. No, I like music enough, but I totally understand what you're saying. Same. There's times where I'm sick of it. There's a thing that like anything that becomes your job, it's very difficult for it to be your passion, mm-hmm. even if it started out as your passion. Yeah. So to maintain that has to be a very specific and um, supportive environment and the right scenario. And if you don't have that, it just becomes a job. So yep. I'm looking forward to learning about coffee and doing new stuff. That's got me pretty excited. I think that's great. So I'm super stoked on that. Yeah, you've heard me whine and complain about my job probably more than my wife that's probably true so yeah you know you trying to plug the uh, place you're working not yet okay no uh but that and then went to see the melvins and sack that was cool was that on this i can't remember at this point that was on the that was also page bonus okay cool yeah went to sacramento saw the melvins with sean kaywood shout out dog uh down at holy diver in sack it was really cool it was a fun show new bar never been there want to open a bar like that in chico we need a metal venue it's really cool. They yep. make good pizza, from what I hear. Yeah, it's it sounds like I was saying like Monstros, but Monstros closed, and it sounds like Monstros was way worse. Yeah, and smaller, and smaller. Yeah, and it looks like a scary building, but I'm going to take you there someday. I'll go with you. Dude. I was just, it's not, I was saying it's a place I'd never. You showed me a picture of the I was building. Never wa- yeah, I'd never wander in on my own. Like it, that's I know that's not me. It's it not looks scary. Yeah, it's yeah. It just seems like a place that I wouldn't find things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like I might. I like pizza. I like beer. And everyone there that was really nice. And I love, that's probably my number one. Yeah, the staff and the security guards and everyone there, like the bartenders were super sweet. Like it was really a nice time. I'm a big fan of security guards. Yeah. Uh, not every place has them. It's a lot of places should. I have played uh, seven shows in a row. It's been seven days in a row. Today's my first day off. Oof. Congratulations. Thanks. You made it to your day off. I have two more gigs starting uh, manana. Then so I have a gig tomorrow in... Uh, South Lake Tahoe. Okay. Which is, if this is us, I'm going to shift to your perspective on the map. Mm-hmm. South Lake Tahoe is over here. Mm-hmm. Then on Saturday, I have a gig in Mendocino. Oh, no. So I have to do that. Yeah. However far that is on a That's map. It's far. It's very far. And the gig in Tahoe is with a band. The one in Mendocino is not. So tomorrow's going to be a long day. All this to say, it's been a long week and it was uh, set off on sort of a bad note uh, at a gig in Orville. And I will not dive into this uh, in depth right now. But I will say there was a guy that I met there who got real, real homophobic in front of me and other people towards me. Uh, and that person is the worst. And it took every ounce of strength for me and the two people I was with not to fight that person. Yeah. Because the guy was trying to fight. I'm not a fighter. But uh, if you get homophobic enough and try to fight, it's it's not hard to see how that might progress into a fight. Totally. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And it was a dude that was at this bar that we were playing at uh, after a long themed party. The theme was white trash. And I think this guy just showed up, uh, didn't know there was the party, but he's like, perfect. I fit in. I'll hang out. Stuck for a long time. The guy is now banned from the bar. But all I want to say is that if you're the kind of person that is throwing around homophobic stuff as insults uh, and you're hearing this, stop hearing this. Get out of my life or change your ways. One or the other. 
because there isn't room for that anymore. Yeah, man. That's uh, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark out there. And, I don't get uh, how that person is still allowed to exist in society, but he is. Yeah. And it's, whatever. It's and I say he because it mostly is he's. Yeah. Yeah, and white dudes. Absolutely. It uh, it's a shame to see that in person. It really kind of shakes you to the yeah, core. I've never when, seen it before. When you see stuff like yeah. that, and you've never seen anything like that. Before. Not in person. Really, I never had like addressed to me or near me. Like even in a room, I've never heard somebody be that blatantly outspoken about that. It's just so weird. Yeah. Like yeah. rode away in a lifted truck at some point. Sure. Uh, I think a Confederate flag was streaming out of the back. Obviously, that kind of guy. Yeah. It. Um, I don't know. It really shifts your perspective when you see something like that in person. And, you know, I think, you know, we are both in our own ways fairly insulated. But, I mean, like, you know, I had a pretty rough upbringing around different people. And, like, you know, I've dealt with stuff like that in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, if you don't see it in your life in person ever... It's always just this thing that's existing outside of your yep. orbit that yep. like it exists and it exists on the internet when your ex- other friends are like talking about those people and you're like, oh, okay, that's funny. Exactly. But when yeah. you see it in person and you look into the person's eyes, it, uh, it's weird. It like changes something inside you. Yes. You're like, oh, okay. There is that in this world and I can find that and that can find me. Yeah. It, and, it, it ruined my day. Certainly. It's be like I was saying to you, like it, it shifted like my worldview a little bit. It's yeah. just like okay, it can't not, yeah. and I think it should. And I think if it didn't, you would yeah. have to do some self reflection. Yeah. Um, once you see that in person, it it really it changes things. Yeah, you know, I've had to help kick a guy out of a bar before for Same. like almost yeah. attacking someone, oh, doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the world can be an ugly place. I kind of hold out faith that majority of people are really cool. Good for you, man. you know that I coming from me that's surprising. Most people suck. Like I hate a lot of people. Yeah, but like I try and surround myself at least with people that are not like that and yeah. like would never be like that. And that's at, like the least you can do. I mean, you have to yeah. start somewhere. I don't have friends like that, man. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. have friends that would act no. like that. No, and you shouldn't. No, it's just so strange. Like it, it's made me hyper aware, which I'm already pretty hyper aware. Sure. in general of like. Like, uh, language is, is a really big one for me. Like where insults come from, especially like, um, like he started off as benign as, as a homophobic slur can be Mm -hmm. like pretty benign, but then it became very aggressive, but it makes you aware of like the intent of the words you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, like even something as culturally ubiquitous as like bitch comes from a time where you were just, you're like, you're comparing the guy, probably you're calling that to a woman who does that. It's like, so the intent, maybe not yours consciously, but like, that's where that's from. And there's so many of those laced with homophobia in not our day-to-day language, but a lot of people's. Yeah. And like, you you can't ignore it once you hear it. Oh yeah. Uh, Intent uh, is a big, mm -hmm. big thing. Sure. Yeah. And that, yeah. When it's said with such vitriol. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing. It's icky. It's icky and it's gross. And, Quite frankly, if I was there, I'd have knocked him out for you, Max. Thanks, buddy. I don't like that. I, guy. And then we all would have gotten kicked out of the bar. That's, that's fine. And that was like my whole reason. Like I'm working. They hired me to play, so I will tell you how I feel. But I'm not going to try to fight you. Yeah, I would have. I know. I think I care about going back to a bar in that town Fair ever. Enough, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, bro. We'll go to jail <laughs> together. Hope they lock us in the same cell. Uh, at one point, Rob. Can, well, we didn't say this, but I made a letter Kenny reference, which is what set this guy off for some reason. And and Rob leaned over like like a couple minutes into this guy's weird tirade and was like, so how about that scrap? I think is what he says in Letterkenny mm-hmm. or Scrum or something. Yeah. 
How about that scrap? Let's have a Donnybrook Boyce. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> something like that. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Well, anyways, was there anything awesome that happened this week? Anything got you hot? Having a day off, seeing me. Yeah, there's right? so many things. Every day is a gift. Yeah. It's great. No, I love it's. Yeah, and it. Yeah, it is. No, it's great to hang out. This is like I said, it's a great to have a day off, and hopefully, um, it's a nice reprieve. Yeah. We're doing wedding stuff, which is nice. Planning that. Um, I'm picking out a wedding ring. That's exciting. We're working on that also. So good stuff mostly. But it's just something so like just a big dark cloud hangs over you for a while. I can't, like, I can't stop thinking about it yeah. yet. But I will, I'm sure. Anyways. Yeah. No, it'll happen. But it's also, you know, it, it shifts your perspective. Yeah. It's a, you, got, you got served up a big old dose of reality. Yeah. Which is why, by the way, if we can move on, the first scene of It. Again, spoilers for It Chapter 2. All right. Uh, really, really bothered me. It's yep. this, like you were saying earlier, like this really unnecessary scene. Starts off with like a super hard hate crime, like a huge against like these two guys that are dating. One is from Derry, one is not, and like these like four dudes. One was like a twelve year old kid. Yeah, it was like very was a- gang. It felt very gang, like jumpy sort of thing. Yeah, and these three guys like just kicked the shit out of them because they were gay. Yeah. And this was like, I watched this movie like two days after I had this encounter with the guy. I was like, is just, is everybody hate gay people nowadays? Is that like still a point? And the fact that in this movie, it never came back around. Like aside from meaning <laughs> like the people just are shitty and daring. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's just this thing. It's like, cool. Like you could, and the whole purpose of that scene was to reintroduce Pennywise, right? Like he gets thrown over the bridge and then there's the clown. It's like, you could have done that a million more ways. Yeah. That it doesn't involve a needless hate crime. Yeah. It's but, like they wanted to just no. pepper that in there. So I started all that movie on a bad note. <laughs> Yeah, I did too. It was hard yeah. not to. Yeah. When you're like, oh, that's like a hard, hard F word. Like, Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you're seeing somebody get kicked in the face and get called a faggot. It's yeah. like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a harsh reality and that sucks. But like yeah. you said, it was never fully addressed. No, and I think, it just, it's just like, here's those people. Yeah, that was never given the time that it deserved in this movie. You can't just throw in a hate crime and not. Yeah, for shock value, essentially. It really was. Yeah, and um, that's not cool. No, you shouldn't use hate crimes for shock no, value. They are shocking, but like that's not the point. Like, you make it mean something. Wrong kind of horror, guys. Those guys never showed up again, right? Like, no. The, yeah, no. And the only person that died out of that was one of the victims of the hate crime. Yep. Which cool. Is back, like, yeah, do it the other way. Yeah. Do it where where they their 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 beating is thwarted by like some distraction, and then the clown murders the. Although, then are we rooting for Pennywise? I'd I'd watch that movie. Pennywise mm. goes around killing homophobes. Yeah. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Makes the villain have dimensions. Right. He's got layers. Yeah. Versus like, my dad, the old lady thing. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to break it down much more chronologically. Yeah. Let's That's just fine. talk yeah. about shit we didn't like. You mentioned there's a, there's a part you kind of were, you were alluding to it where like there's flashbacks and by the time it's like everybody gets a flashback, there's a jump scare. That's why I picked Hazy Memory. Yeah. By the way, okay. Little tie-in there. Sure. Everyone has a hard time remembering everything that happened. I actually didn't notice that for some reason. That's a great tie-in. Thank you. I thought uh, you would appreciate yeah, it more than anyone, but I, I had to point it out before you even <laughs> noticed it. Sorry, and man. I'm gonna quit the fucking podcast now. So I'm out. During Bev's Beverly's flashback, that is um Jessica Chastain. I want to talk about all these flashbacks. All of them? Yeah. Just okay. not individually, okay. as a whole. Oh, sure. What the fuck were they? Like were they as a things, narrative device? Were they things that happened? After the events of the last movie, during the events of the last movie, were they figments of their imaginations? Were they random memories? What was going on? Yeah, I don't think there's a through line there. I think you're going to exhaust yourself trying to find one. But it was so stupid then. So, yeah, this kind of ties back to my point. Like, if you're going to explain something. Explain everything. Explain everything. Or don't. And maybe more power to you. But, so, like, there's, 
I guess briefly, just in case you haven't seen it, there's there's a series of of okay. Nope, we talk about it in the danger zone like we've all just left the theater. You're right. So nope, none of that. Get right. it out of here. So throw it out the window. They all have to go find their tokens or whatever, and then yeah. So like, are they flashbacks? Are they not? At least one of them is. Bev's is in her home. Her, her childhood home. Well, but they all are flashbacks to them as children. Yes. So so I guess they must have... But, like, what's the dude's name again? Richie? Is the, the hypochondriac? Yeah. He goes and, like, he's in the basement and his mom's... Yeah. Like, that didn't happen. Did, I don't know. I can't imagine that was real. But then Bill Hader's and, character was, like, at the arcade. So Did, I, I took Richie's to be more like... He, because that was downstairs at the pharmacy. So for me, it was like... It's just a trauma from that pharmacy, like that. Gro- yeah, I, I just remember the creepy mouth. pharmacist. It's so gross. It's like a lot again, like creepy people in dairy. Nobody's any good. Yeah, but no, I, I, I want to look for meaning in this, but I don't think it's there. But if they wanted us to actually look for meaning, they should have toned it down with the narration. Totally. So, and yeah, and the fact that some of it doesn't make sense makes me think like they just didn't put in the work to to flesh it out yeah and it made the whole movie feel sloppy and unorganized yeah. and not cohesive at all like it wasn't one thing it's it's tough because like going back to the the the, de- uh, the density of the source material like you have these six six or seven i think there's seven but then the one guy kills himself six characters and we have to for one like figure out their flashback stuff and then before that we have to figure out where they are in life we have to deal with every single phone call like them coming back to dairy then we have to figure out the personality dynamics between all of them. Yeah. And it's like all just so stretched out and, and there's not really any depth to any of it. No. Which is why we spend so much time on each one because everybody needs like four lines of dialogue mm-hmm. to establish their motivation. And it's just like, like what the fuck was that clubhouse about? I don't remember that. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. No. And it didn't matter in this movie either. No, not really. Except for the one final scene where he's like being buried alive and the way he gets out of it is with his stupid poem, which would have been nice if they didn't, do it the way they did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the love story felt pandery and unnecessary and forced. And then like, yeah. they totally underpowered Pennywise at the end too. Like <sighs> before he could like just be anywhere and take shapes and like in the house, the rules aren't made clear with Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. His rules of existence. And they, they harp on it. That, like <laughs> yeah. he has to follow the rules in whatever shape he's taking or whatever. And it's just a throwaway line that happens twice. But yeah. And it's like, that's what we have to go off of. Yeah. So they find somewhere know, like the rules for Pennywise in some old Native American book. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mike this does. movie was a mess. Like, I think if they don't have it's just it, so it, much stuff, it's so it was three hours of just blah 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 yeah. blah 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 blah. And also, we should just harp on tone for a second because I do think this movie did kind of well at points dealing with comedy versus horror. There's Bill Hader is kind of the focal piece there. Um, and I, I chuckled a couple times, like you chuckled because Bill Hader is funny and yeah. he's a funny person, well, totally, but it's come, it comes down to casting. Like they casted him well. Yes. But that doesn't mean that the movie was funny or the situation was funny, that the comedy was good or the horror was good. That just means that Bill Hader was good. No, I disagree because Bill Hader is good. Yeah. But, but the same thing in the same way that like when we were asking if, if the acting was overacting or if the writing was bad, Yeah, like some of the uh, James McAvoy, good actor, Jessica Chastain, good actor, uh, but the writing was bad. Yeah. Here, I, I would make the argument the writing in the funny parts was pretty good because I laughed. Other mm-hmm. times, I did not. But in the scenes that I'm thinking of, chuckle worthy. Yeah, they were fine. But it's just because Bill Hader made it work. Can we talk about the dude from the uh, the psych ward? Troy? Troy? Was it Troy? Oh, yeah. The completely unnecessary sidekick. Why did, yeah, like, henchman of it? Yeah. So he's the kid from the first one, right? That was um, a bully. Yeah, the guy with the mullet. And carved his like name into uh, Ben. He carved something into his stomach. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like he's in a psych ward now and then he gets out from a zombie driver. Yeah. And like goes to kill, but like he never, what happens to him? Do you remember? Oh, dude killed him. No, he stabbed him. Yeah, he stabbed him. Did he die? I don't know. Did we see him again after that? I can't remember. I don't remember either. What a weird thing. A lot of stuff. Too much in this movie. Too much stuff, man. Uh, anything else yet? No, man. I'm done talking about it. They get it. It yeah. was just cluttered. It was a mess. Too many things to even talk about. We could talk about this movie for probably another hour. Yeah. And it would just be like a waste. Like yeah. Why, why, would, yep. why did we have that? Miss talk? it. Go watch The Conjuring or watch Sinister. Yeah. Great examples of movies with... Uh, either haunted houses or children. 100%. Uh, much more worth your time, I think. Go watch the original Children of the Corn. Sure. Much better movie. Yeah. Like, there's this, it was, this was a shame. Yeah, it it's was a bummer. Goddamn shame. Which also, by the way, makes me nervous for like, I keep seeing the trailer for Dr. Sleep. Sleep. And it's like, man, it looks like it could be good. But if, if this had too much source material, that's going to be like, just a juggling nightmare. I need to read that book before we, yeah, before do, we do that movie. So I'll probably tackle that. But I mean, if you're comparing novel to movie, The Shining wasn't even close. It was a classic movie and it was a here. good movie, but the book was head and shoulders better and completely different. I mean, had, so yeah, take that with the Dark Tower. Like, yeah. I don't know. So I'll read Dr. Sleep before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stephen King movies have notoriously been troublesome yes. and yep. problematic when they get turned into movies. Uh, I really liked the Thirteenth Warrior. That was a cool. Stephen- that was Stephen King. We've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. That was a Stephen King book. Like, I mean, The Green Mile. Man, he's written a lot. Yep. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some good ones out there, but man, and Stephen King was in this. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. That was I, weird. I don't know if it matters. It yeah. doesn't. It's whatever. He was in it. That was probably fun for him. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, that's our thoughts. Yeah. So hit chapter two. This was kind of a really just ho hum episode. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, we never even revisited the hazy memory beer. We decided not to on a break in case somebody's like trying to hang on to the last minute. Be like, let me get that review. Yeah. No, it's still a seven five for me. I think the beer's great. Can't remember what I said. So just, maybe next week it'll be part of my beer of the week segment. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. This has been uh, an eventful evening. Yeah. Um, as usual, please reach out to us on social media at Fresh Up Cinema. Email us at fhccast at gmail.com. Check out uh, all sorts of annals of film reviews, beer reviews, flick pick reviews on freshhopcinema.com. You can support our show at patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without Bailey Minardi. That's right. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next, week. next week. All right. All right. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Wait, are you just copying, are you copying right. me? What? This is Fresh Hop Cinema.